We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. The Memorial Day weekend, celebrating our graduates today, seniors. And I wanted to give them something as well as remind all of us until Thomas Carlyle said this, the greatest fault is to become conscious of more. Sometimes more will get us in trouble. He also said, success is obtaining cultural goals that are sure to elevate one's perceived importance in that culture. Today we have people who are seeking after cultural goals. Our young people today, they're, they're going to be going on and furthering their educations. And some of them through athletics and some of them through uh, in intellect. But they have cultural goals. The problem come in is when we have a perceived importance of ourselves that is bigger than what it really is. Perceived importance. Perceived importance can bring a man or a woman a lot of trouble. Today I want to give you an illustration of this. If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 1. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah. Now look at this. Who was 16 years old and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. Verse 2, he was the one who rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah after Amaziah rested with his ancestors. Today, these young graduates, all of us, we have this desire to make our mark in our culture. To, at the end of our lives, for somebody to say that was a great man or that was a great woman. This young man, Uzziah, 16 years of age. Can, can you guys imagine? You had already been king for two years, most of you, maybe three. That's pretty awesome responsibility. 16-year-old young man. And the whole country put him in as king. He started off. He did a great job. He rebuilt Elath. Elath was a naval center for the country. It was also a place for, for making copper and melding it down. And so he started off his exploits making a mark, making a name for himself by rebuilding Elath. He was very unique. He was a very intelligent. He was a very much an entrepreneur. He didn't worry about peer pressure. He had everything going wonderful. And he ruled for 52 years as king. What a great man. Verse 6 of 2 Chronicles 26. He went to war against the Philistines, broke down the walls of Gath, Jebna, Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. Look at verse 9. Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, at the angle of the wall. He fortified them. Verse 10. He also built towers in the wilderness and dug many cisterns. Because he had much livestock in the foothills and the plains, he had people working his fields and vineyards and the hills, the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. Then he has gotten everything working right. 
He, he's, uh, he's a victor in all of his warfare. He's got everybody working in the farmlands. Economies are going great. I mean, talk about make his country great again. Uzziah was doing it. Everybody was having a great time. Success, economy, wealth. He was doing things no other king had ever done. Verse 11. Uzziah had a well-trained army ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers as mustered by Jeel, the secretary, and Messiah, the officer under the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. Verse 13. Under their command was an army of 307,000 500 men trained for war, a powerful force to support the king against all of his enemies. I mean, this guy, he's an administrator, he's a leader, he's a motivator, he is doing a phenomenal job. He's making his mark. He has a perceived importance. And I believe that may have been part of what is about to happen. Look at verse 15. In Jerusalem, he made devices invented for use on the towers, on the corner defenses, so that soldiers could shoot arrows, hurl large stones from the walls. His fame spread far and wide. He was greatly helped. Can I say this next word? Until. Until. He was greatly helped. Until he became powerful. That one little word is an entire shift in the scenario. I mean, this guy's having inventions. His mind is brilliant. He's doing things no other king has ever done. He's getting people excited and motivated and filled with joy and hope and life and the, the, the crops are coming in like never before. Wealth is coming in like never before. And everything was going wonderful until. Until he became powerful. One of the largest armies. But until. There's a shift in the paradigm. There's a shift in the story. All of a sudden, this great man has this perceived importance in his culture that starts a downward decline in his life. Here's a quote I put in here today. I thought it was so fitting. Character is not something you mandate. Character is something you model. You cannot mandate character. I cannot take this group of 2018 graduates and mandate their character. I can model character. I hope they will model character, but it's not mandated. Character is something that we have inside of us, and we have to guard it carefully because if not, perceived importance in a culture will cause us to begin to get away from our character. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before fall. Wow. All of a sudden he became powerful and he began to think more of himself than he ought to. I'm the king. Look at all I'm doing. Look at the great armies. Look at these inventions. Look at all the walls, all the cisterns, all the livestock. Look at what I am doing. And look at who I 
have become. Verse 16. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God. Entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Now you've got to understand. He's the king, but he does not have the right to burn the incense. That's not his role. Verse 17. Azariah the priest with 80 other, I love this word they put in there, courageous priests. Can you imagine confronting the king in the temple? You better be courageous. This guy has all power. He can have all things done. These 80 priests, along with Azariah, they came and they confronted him in the temple. Verse 18. They confronted King Uzziah and said, It's not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is for the priest, the descendants of Aaron, who have been consecrated to burn incense. Leave the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will not be honored by the Lord God. But he had this perceived importance. Verse 19. Uzziah, who had a censer in his hand. This guy is going beyond his realm of authority. He takes the censer only to be handled by those who have been consecrated to God to burn incense. He's the king. He has the incense in his hands. He became angry. While he was raging at the priests, 80 of them, plus Azariah, he's in the temple holding this censer. I want you to see it. I want you, if you can, to smell it. He's raging at the priests in the temple. Here's what happened. Leprosy broke out on his forehead. Wow. I believe we can get a perceived importance. Listen, we, we've got to understand the things of God are holy, consecrated. Uzziah, yes, I mean, you've done a great job, King. You're, you're a great leader. But you are doing a wonderful job until, until you thought you could go in and handle these things. No, that's just for the priests. Leprosy broke out. Look at verse 21. King Uzziah had leprosy again. Until. That's a key word. Until the day he died. What happened to this king? Here's what happened. He lived in a separate house. Leprous. Banned from the temple of the Lord. Jotham his son had charge of the palace and governed the people of the land. He lost it all. Why? Because he was doing wonderful until he became powerful. Until his character was no longer being modeled. Until he thought, I can do whatever I want to do. Listen, today in our society, we've got a lot of people who are looking around and go, I can do what I want to do. The, the, the church can't tell me how to live. The, the prep pastor can't tell me how to live. The word of God, no, no, I don't. Listen, do you know who I am? I know one thing. Gotta be careful until. All of us need to understand there are things that are consecrated to God. We've got to treat the Word of God with such holiness and such righteousness. 
We've got to treat the things of God. Why? Because there's consequences of until. He was doing good until pride got into his way. Until he thought more of himself than he ought to think about himself. He was doing good until he raged at the priest in the temple while he's holding the incense. The censer. Wait a minute, king. God looks down and goes, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't care who you think you are. But that's not your role. And leprosy broke out on there's, there's consequences. Leprosy came on him. The next consequence was he was quarantined. He was not allowed to be in the, in the palace anymore. He lived in a separate house. He's cut off from the temple. He was buried near the king, but not with the king. Isn't that a sad, sad end to a wonderful beginning? Here's a guy who has everything going for him. I mean, he's going through the streets and people are throwing out the roses. I mean, cheering his name. It's wonderful. Until perceived importance. Everything's going great until he touches things that are consecrated to God. And God goes, wait a minute. I have men that have been set aside to do the ministry of the, of the, of the temple. Until. I was thinking about other people in the Bible. Until. You know, Samson was doing great. Until. Right? He had all this power, took the jawbone of a donkey, killed lots of men. I mean, he was so awesome and powerful until he kept laying his head in the lap of Delilah. Until he kept beginning more and more to play around. Uh, well, I could just shake myself and, and break out of anything. Until. Until. There was a young man who also had a great resume. His name was David. He was doing great things. They wrote songs about him. Saul's killed his thousands. David is tens of thousands. And he was doing great until. Until he started looking around where he shouldn't have been looking. Until he had a, a woman's husband sent into war and he knew he'd be killed. He was doing good. I was thinking about Mr. Judas, one of the twelve. I mean, handing out bread and fish as Jesus breaks it. Going over here and, and, and the guy jumps up off a mat and he just takes it from you. You're not going to need that mat anymore. We'll put it in the garage sale for the church. Judas was doing great. Until character was no longer modeled and he began to look at money. Until. I'm wondering, Ananias and Sapphira, remember that couple? And they were doing great. Good church members. They just sold their property. Coming in. Oh, it's time for the offering. Here you go, pastor. Here's 10% of what we sold our property for. Okay. You sure? Oh, yeah. Right? Right, honey? This is the story we're sticking with, right? Well, they were doing good until the Holy Spirit said, wait a minute. You can't lie to the Holy Spirit. Right. Well, now we have a whole different scenario. 
Because before, it was just what people could see. Now, we have a Holy Spirit who's seen. Man, I've seen through the years a lot of men and women who've done a really good job, and then all of a sudden they had an until moment. Until. And then their story changed drastically. I would rather have a different until moment, wouldn't you? I would rather the story go different. I would rather the story start like this. There was a man named Saul who, who persecuted the church. And, and he was doing all of these things until he was on the road one day on Damascus and there was a bright light that struck him down. He, he was doing this kind of life until he, he met one who was greater than he was. He wasn't the greatest one in the audience. He was the lesser. He became the one who was humbled on his knees. He was struck blind. Why? Because God wanted to get his attention to say, Hey, wait a minute. I want to give your life a new hope. I want to give you new sight to see things different. And after that until moment, God opened his eyes. He was no longer referred to as Saul, but his name became Paul and became one of the greatest men ever to live for the witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the kind of until moment I want. I want the until moment that goes, my life was going horrible until... I stopped and knelt my knee. I bowed my heart in the presence of God. And I said, God, may I decrease that you might increase for the rest of my life. Fill me with your glory. Because he sees on the inward man. And today we, we are in the presence of God. And, and other people can look at us outwardly and, and see what they see. But the Holy Spirit looks on the inward man. And I want to have the story of until I met your face. Yeah. Until. I believe that Satan and all of hell was having a pretty good time. They thought they had the battle won. Until. On that cross. Jesus said these three words. It. Is finished. And at those three words, all of earth had been the same until that moment. Darkness came over the earth. Everything began to shake and tremble. The veil was ripped from the top to the bottom, and the Holy of Holies was now exposed to everyone. God was separated from man. Until that moment. And now, not just the priest, but every one of us can walk into the presence of God anytime we want to. The church was weak and timid and scared and locked in an upper room until the moment when there came a mighty sound like a rushing wind out of heaven and there came a fire and it set up on every one of them and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance and they burst out of that room and spread out into the city. The world had been one way until that 
moment when God gave the fire and the power to the church of the living God. Come on, church. We need to know that until, hallelujah, God set us on fire again. Because I want us to say, PCA Church was this way, but until, we had an until moment where we met God face to face. Not mandated character, but modeled character. Not perceived importance, but we are the children of the Most High. And we're going to stay like this until an angel shouts and a trumpet sounds. I'm going to be stuck in this vessel of clay. I am convinced of this myself. You don't have to buy into the theology. But I am convinced that the only reason I cannot preach for weeks on end and shout days without end is this clay body I'm in. It slows me down. It draws me back. It gets tired and weary. But inside my spirit, man, if you can see him this morning, he is jumping. He is shouting. He is exploding with praise. Why? Because I can't wait until the trumpet sounds. I can't wait to get out of this limited body. Hallelujah. I can't wait to burst forth out of here and shout and rise to meet him in the air. Until then, until then, I have to have modeled character. Until then, I have to live by faith and not by sight. Until then, I have to trust that God is working all things together for good. Until then, I've got to remain true to Him. Yeah. I want that kind of until moment in every one of our lives, don't you? If the Lord doesn't come back before I die, I will be in this body until. Take my last breath. Here's what the Bible says. I just want to tell you this. That we are to mourn when a baby is born and rejoice when a child of God is reunited with him. Rejoice. I've told Sandy for years, I want a New Orleans style funeral. I don't want anybody singing Amazing Grace or reading Psalm 23. I want you, man, I want the trumpet sounding. I want people dancing in the streets. I mean, I want a party, party, party. Because that's what you do. I want everybody going, we're glad he's out of here. Hallelujah. In a good way. Man, we're so excited for Pastor. The thing he's longed for and waited for his whole life. Yes, yes. I can't wait until, can you? I can't wait until I have no more sorrows and no more pain and no more heartaches and no more separation. Until. Satan thought it was all going his way until that tomb was empty. And then all hell broke loose. The Bible tells us today that until he comes back, that we are to storm the gates of hell. And we are the ones who prevail in the church. We are the victors. We are the ones who win the war. And I think today we need to, we need to get the army rising up like he was. 
It's time today that we get to shout back in the church and get the praise back in the church and, and let the world have the old me's and the old my's. And it's time that we begin to say, you know what? Until he comes or until I take my last breath, I will praise him. I will be tragedy. He was buried near the king but not with the king. In my life and my until and in your life and your until, I want it to read like this. We lived with the king. We lived with the king forever and ever and ever. And today on this Memorial Day weekend, we are going to remember what Christ did for us. We can never forget this church. We went through a stage in our nation, 9-11, where we said we will never forget. Sometimes that urgency wears off. And sometimes with communion, it can be, oh, we're having communion again. No, 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 no. I will never forget the price that was paid for me to have life, have it to the full. We're going to share communion, take the cup, take the bread, hold it. You do not have to be a member of this church to partake. All that I ask is that you search your heart. And if there's anything in your heart that's not right with God, stop for a moment and say, God, forgive me. Wash, cleanse me, wash me. I don't want there to be anything in my heart, in my mind, because you see the inward man until I partake of this. Please forgive me. Watch over. Let's worship right now as they pass this out. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.